Hi friends, welcome to the Hey Fundraiser podcast. I'm your host, Mary, and whether you're a frontline fundraiser, the operations professional, a board member, or just somebody wanting to make an impact in your community, this podcast is for you. We cover all facets of fundraising and our main objective is to give you ideas and inspiration to help you raise more money. Join us as we learn, grow, and make an impact together. Hey fundraiser, welcome to episode one of the podcast. I'm going to make a few bold promises right off the bat about how this podcast can help you work smarter in your fundraising efforts, and then also what you can expect from me. I'm also going to get a little personal today so that we can get to know one another, and you can see if you like the vibe. I'm already a fan of yours because you're here and you want to raise more money and fix your fundraising operations. As far as I'm concerned, we're already friends. So after 20 years of working in nonprofits as a fundraiser, I understand the pressure that is on our sector. We're charged with managing many of our societal issues, like taking care of the sick, feeding the hungry, educating our youth, advocating for the voiceless, and all the other ways that the nonprofit community steps up and takes on that burden. All of those programs and projects need to be funded, and that's where you and I come in. It's a heavy responsibility to raise money for your cause because if you don't reach goal, programs might be cut, staff members might be furloughed, and you might not be able to make the big impact that your mission is driving for and change as many lives as you want to. Been there, done that, rocking the t-shirt. There were times when I've been crazy successful in my fundraising and other times when I wasn't. But in both circumstances, I learned what it takes to be humble. I learned from both my missteps and my triumphs and really to endure in the never ending quest for funds. In this podcast, we are going to talk about failures because it's really only a failure if you don't learn anything from the experience. We're also going to talk about successes so you can hear and learn fundraising strategies and tactics that you can go and implement into your fundraising straight away. I want to tell you a little about my journey and how I ended up here with you recording this podcast today. I started my fundraising career in 2002. I had just graduated from college and was trying to figure out what impact I wanted to have on the world. Like what, what work would I actually enjoy doing for 40 plus hours every week? I knew I didn't want to work in for-profit because there was just nothing that really ignited my fire there. So I got a job at a local children's museum in the marketing department. It was a great job, and my role was to promote membership and plan events. But I would watch as these fundraisers would close large gifts, and then something very tangible would happen. A planetarium was built. The roof stopped leaking. You know, traveling exhibits were brought in. I was fascinated by their work because what they did had such an immediate impact on the museum. The second a job opened up in development, I applied and thankfully got the job. I began in annual giving and was also charged with fundraising operations. So, you know, keeping the database clean and sending acknowledgements and pledge reminders. I loved that job. My boss was amazing. And this was really the beginning of my love for fundraising and fundraising operations. 
When I was ready to move on from annual giving and really try my hand at major gifts, sadly, there were no jobs open at the museum. So I made the very hard decision and moved over to the local community hospital. This job catapulted my education when it came to cultivating deep relationships, how to gracefully ask for a gift, understanding that the composition of my major gift portfolio directly affected the amount of money I could raise. I learned how to spend my time as a major gift officer, how to manage donors when they were upset and so much more. I actually went on and spent half my fundraising career in healthcare and I'm still very passionate about it today. So fast forward to 2008. And if you've been in fundraising a while, you probably know that 2008 was a pretty tough year. The housing bubble burst and the U.S. plunged into a recession. It was a scary time. Stocks plummeted. Philanthropic giving was drying up. And I think at one point, unemployment reached 10%, which was really unheard of. It was tough times. And it was also an election year. I sat in my office in Washington, D.C., where I had been recruited to run a large national development department that was raising about $100 million a year. This nonprofit was big, and we raised money for the C3, which was all of the everyday programming. But then we also had a C4, which was the political arm of the organization. I'll never forget it. It was September. And I was sitting at my desk reading an article in the Washington Post about the recession when all of a sudden my CEO and CFO were standing in my doorway. They came in, sat down, and proceeded to tell me that the organization was struggling with a ballot initiative in California. We needed $10 million in cash in the next 10 weeks, or we were going to lose this really important landmark initiative. Election day was a 10 short weeks away, and apparently our opposition had received millions of dollars in private funding, and we were going to lose if we didn't keep our marketing efforts high and buy as many ads as possible in California. There was a moment of fear when I stared at them and was thinking, we're in the worst recession in our lifetimes and you want $10 million in the next 10 weeks. I mean, I literally stared, blink, blink. But once the haze cleared and they said they were at my disposal, I got to work. The team raised that money in those 10 weeks and we won that ballot initiative. It probably was the most stressful 10 weeks of my life, but also one of the most rewarding. That particular situation taught me the power of philanthropy and how to turn the tanker when it came to how to spend a very small amount of time, very wisely, to focus on the best of the best prospects and only do things that you know are gonna be successful or fruitful in your fundraising efforts. Now, I went on to raise money in a couple other organizations before I began consulting in 2015. I was helping nonprofits fix their broken operations create better experiences for donors and raise more money, you know, whether it was annual giving or major giving. It is my dream job. I mean, coaching major gift officers and helping them close 
six and seven figure gifts is one of the most rewarding experiences of my life. And then another part of me believes I was put on this earth to make the world a better place by cleaning up one database at a time. But I can only take on so many clients because we all only have so much time in the day. I started to ask myself, how can I serve more fundraising professionals and help them meet their goals, help them put systems into place and help them grow? In 2019, I was able to create courses and facilitate thousands of people and hundreds of nonprofits who wanted help with major gift work, finding the right prospects, cleaning up their databases, putting processes and procedures into place so that the department runs smoothly, and teaching fundraisers how to spend their time on what matters the most. The courses are great, and they have helped a ton of people fix very broken fundraising departments. But I wanted, a, I wanted more of a continuous conversation, and my clients were asking for a community. So in 2021, I launched a membership where people can come together and share ideas and challenges. Now, we have two sides of the house, probably just like your fundraising department has two sides. We have Databasey, which is built for fundraising operations professionals. And we have Hey Fundraiser which is for frontline fundraisers, including executive directors. Both sides of the house affect the donor experience, have a tremendous impact, a direct impact on your fundraising results, and are working to create a better world. My job here is to help you be as successful as you can possibly be in your fundraising goals. If you can raise more money, you can make a bigger impact in the world through your amazing mission, we all win. If there is something I can teach you, if you can learn from my successes and my failures, if you want to be a better fundraiser, this podcast is for you. And we're all about time management. So my promise to you is that every podcast will be less than 30 minutes and absolutely power packed. The last thing I want to do is to cut into your fundraising time. There's already a million other things vying for your attention every day. We're going to cover a wide variety of subjects relative to frontline fundraisers and operations professionals, and we are just going to get right to the point in under 30 minutes. Sometimes we'll showcase a guest who can share ideas, and then other times it will just be me talking about something timely or a specific topic or strategy that you can implement right away. If you're on board and need a little fundraising inspiration, go ahead and subscribe. Also, get in touch and let me know what topics you'd like covered. And lastly, but very importantly, thank you for all you do to make our world a better place. Hey, Fundraiser, thanks so much for being here today. Did you know that we create a special page for each episode that has helpful links, episode highlights, standout quotes, and freebies? Check it out in today's episode description. If you loved what you heard today, would you give us a rating and review? It really helps other fundraising professionals find our Hey Fundraiser community. I'm Mary, and thank you for listening today.